welcome back to Lake Around Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today. So, we win one, we lose one. One great win and one horrible, horrible, horrible loss. Frank Vogel's on the hot seat. Westbrook didn't want to talk to the media because he got benched in the fourth quarter. And there's a lot going on in La La Land right now. So let's just get right into it. So the Lakers had a good win against the Jazz. Now the Jazz do seem to be kind of plummeting right now, kind of in a bad stretch, but they still beat them. To me, it was still a good win. I can't take that from them. The Jazz did miss a lot, a lot, a lot of wide open shots. Um, But the Lakers did their thing active on the defensive side, hitting their shots, um, great passing. It's a team game is what we love to see. And, you know, I thought that we were going on a trend forward. I was like, okay, maybe this win will unlock this team. Maybe this win will, you know, be the, the, the start of something, right? Stanley Johnson came in, was the hero of the fourth quarter for that game. LeBron did LeBron James things. And everybody was just clicking and judging, and it just was a, a solid win. I mean, can't like I said, I won't take nothing from it. Um, but then yesterday happened, or should I say, by the time y'all get this, uh, Wednesday happened. Man, when I tell y'all, I'm sitting right here, and I'm just like, ain't no way. They're not going to lose this game, right? They're not going to lose this game. They they can't. It's the Indiana Pacers. They haven't won a game on the road since November. They're like one of the worst teams right now in the NBA on the East. They they, they can't lose this game to them, right? They shouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't lose it. Didn't we learn our lessons from OKC and losing games to Sacramento? Like, those are the games that we're supposed to win, that we have to win. Nah, surely they they learned their lesson. Like, let me just give them a bit. You know what? I was more ready for us to get our ass kicked against Utah than for us to come and lay an egg like that against Indiana Pacers. Now, who am I to kid myself, right? I can't kid myself and act like, you know, I'm surprised that they lost. Because in my head, I'm like, sure, they can't lose. But then again, it's the Lakers. They've been doing this shit all season. This is not nothing new. The games that we sit here and we're like, yo, this this is a guarantee this not nothing's guaranteed. The NBA is the NBA. But this should be a dub. Like this is not even a question. And they came out and just lost like that. Was up fifteen points. They were up fifteen points, man. Energy on defense was good to start. You know, everything was just looking good. I was just like, cool. Maybe this would be a blowout win. This isn't the beginning I was thinking that. Russ was hitting his threes. You know what I'm saying? I think at one point he was like four for four from threes, and he had it going, and, and Brown was, you know, doing his thing, and everybody was contributing. Then that third four, that third quarter came. The third quarter. They batched their third quarter from hell stuff. And just – not the right rotations, the effort, the energy, everything just went to hell. And I mean everything. I don't understand. I'm going to say this again. I already said it in my last podcast about Dwight not playing. You cannot run a small ball lineup against every single team. It doesn't work. 
It don't work. You know Sabonis is a banger. You know that. Carmelo is not going to guard Sabonis. Carmelo right now, Carmelo in that game didn't guard a damn thing. He literally didn't guard nothing. Nothing at all. We're all watching the same game as the coaching staff. I mean, but are we watching the same game as the coaching staff? Because how do you sit there working our ass kicked in the paint once again, right? You don't make the in-game adjustments. Frank Vogel is so horrible at in-game adjustments. Rotation's shitty. Just shitty. He has a habit of overplaying a player that's cold. Like, Melo started, he hit some shots. He was, you know, doing his thing, mid-range. Mid-range, Melo got a few tip-ins and, you know, contributing. But then he got cold. And, I mean, his defense wasn't good the whole game, really. He had maybe one or two good defensive plays to me, maybe three max. And Karis LeVert gets hot, you know. They're putting him in a pick and roll. They're cooking him up. They cooking his man up, put him in pick and roll, pick and roll. He's blowing his defensive assignments. No effort. It was one play where I believe Malik Monk or somebody gave him a pass, and the pass was off, and it went past him. It's like he just looked at the ball, go past him, and then it, then I guess it clicked in his mind, like, oh, shit, let me go grab the ball. Then he runs. By then, the Pacers already got the ball and laid the ball up. Third quarter run killed us. Fourth quarter definitely killed us. Karis LeVert was in foul trouble. The man didn't even play that much. And they sat there and let him go off like that. No double team. You know, you didn't sit there. Frank didn't sit there and say, let me put Stanley Johnson on him. You know what I'm saying? Let me put one of my best defenders on him. He he going to shoot over Avery Bradley. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Frank is on the hot seat right now. And he's still doing stuff like that. Like, how are you saving your job doing stuff like that? And, you know, it's not all Frank. Let's be right. Like, it's it's not all Frank. It's the team as a whole. It's the players, once again. It's the, the coaching staff. It's the front office for just building a team like this, for bringing in a Westbrook that don't fit this team and bringing in a bunch of players that don't play defense, for blowing up last year's team where we really didn't need to. We didn't need to blow up the championship team. We didn't need to blow up last year's team. All we need to do is get a few tweaks. Really. Like, no, seriously. Just a few tweaks here and there, I think we would have been good. And if the right third superstar came along, then fine. But you can't force this shit. And they forced it with Westbrook. Westbrook don't fit this team. Westbrook don't fit what Coach Vogel wants to do. He's a defensive-minded coach, and Russ hasn't really played defense. Karis LeVert blowing right past him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not there. It's just not there. And, again, you know, this this goes on everybody. LeBron, AD, everybody. Because they said that uh, West, Westbrook had went to – Westbrook went to – LeBron and AD explained that he wants to be a Laker, and they allowed it. So everybody deserved to blame, not just Frank, not just the front office, because the players got to go out there and play, period. They got to be the one out there to give the effort and energy. They got to be the one that want to take their defensive matchups personal. You know, you got to want to say, hold on, 
Man, this 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 team, man, this team ain't better than us. Hold on, let's lock this dude down. Karis LeVert, let's lock this dude down. Malcolm Brogdon was on a freaking minutes restriction. He didn't even play. So you had to stop one guy, Karis LeVert. You could have brought you could have brought Dwight in to take care of Sabonis. You could have. It's just these, like I said, these in-game adjustments your boy don't do. Your boy does not do it. Now, he did bench Westbrook because Westbrook was shooting like Westbrook. You know, he finally came down and was being himself. But, you know, it's all the other little things that, you know, Frank didn't do, that the team didn't do. There's no reason why they should have lost to this team. At this point, you know, y'all, I almost feel like we just broken records. Seriously, because it's really the same thing over and over and over again. Literally, like, it's the same thing. No defense. No defense, no player movement. Bad rotations. Nothing's changing. This team needs to make a change. Don't know what the change is going to be. Um, I honestly do not think that the Lakers are going to fire Vogel. It's possible, but I don't think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to let him ride out this year and whatever happens, happens. Will they make a trade? We'll see. We'll see if they make a trade. Um, I don't think they're going to stay pat, stand pat, because then that's just like them just throwing a talent, like whatever. Because I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, wait for wait for AD to come back. Because AD wasn't playing good when he when he was in. So I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. And then we still have Kendrick Nunn, who has yet to play a game. His knee gave him a setback. So we don't know what he's going to look like, you know, when he comes back, when he comes back. If he even comes back before, maybe the Lakers might trade him. We still don't know. You know, so many question marks with this team. It's so many question marks. And I don't want to sit here and act like I know better than professional basketball players in a, you know, NBA team, NBA front office. But a lot of this shit is common sense. Like, common sense and it's right there in their face. Westbrook, that was a common sense thing right there. And, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and try to insult any of them. But it was just like, man, y'all just forced it to me. It was forced. Like, it was because you were able to get him, they got him. But it wasn't a fit thing. It wasn't a fit thing at all. And that's what drives us all crazy because it's right right there in our face. It wasn't, you know, hidden. It wasn't nothing that we had to figure out. It was right there. It's like, then we almost should have known when we first did the preseason. It was eh, it was shaky then, right? It was shaky then, and everybody just, you know, was like, yo, it's the preseason. They're not taking it serious. And, you know, I'm just like, maybe they should because you need these this practice games in. This is a whole new team. And we all got to remember that, too. This is a whole new team. A whole new team. And they're just not chilling. He hasn't played Wayne Ellington Sometimes you you can use his shooting to see what he can do. Um, THT's actually been playing a lot better. I love the confidence that he has right now. He has a lot of confidence in his shot, and it looks good. It's looking really, really good right now. And, of course, y'all know Austin Reeves is doing his thing. Nice young rookie player, man. I hope we keep him for sure. Like, let's not train him. Let's, you know, let's, let's keep him when his contract is up. Let's do that. Because, you know, we were good for letting these players walk or uh, trading them. You know, we need some some young talent, 
especially like I said, Malik Monk, another one. We got to make sure we try to keep him some kind of a some kind of a way. But I don't know, y'all. What do y'all think? What do y'all think is gonna happen next? If they were to fire Vogel, who would y'all want to see take his place? There's not that many coaches out there right now. Um, in the immediate staff, I would say Phil Handy. I would like to see him um, get a shot, get a chance. I don't want to see David Fisdale at all because I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's because Frank was telling him to do that, but his little stint was the same thing Vogel was doing. But um, if they trade Westbrook, you know, what where do y'all think? What team do y'all think would make a trade for him? A lot of the times, Cleveland has been the team that would take the bad contracts off of us. It'd be we do a lot of trades with Cleveland and Washington, so I I know for sure it ain't Washington. Cleveland maybe because they do need a point guard, but man, not at Russell Westbrook's price tag, and then what the stuff that he comes with, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, no. Well, we're probably gonna just have to see. He might end up just keeping him, trading him in the in the summer because he have an expiring deal. Oh man, forty seven million he's gonna be making. Jeez. Forty seven million, I believe. And you playing this bad of basketball right now? Wow. I wish I can make forty seven million to do what I love. And it's not easy. I know it's not easy. You know, basketball players, man, they they sacrifice a lot. They sacrifice a lot for their family, um, to entertain us. But man, do they get paid? They get paid more than first responders, people that's risking their life in the military, and you know, they get this man getting forty seven million dollars. I just wish I could get paid forty seven million dollars to do what I love. Dog, I'll come in that mug with my with a smile on my face every single day. Every day I'm honing in on my craft. Dog, you paying me $47 million. I don't got no time to be doing nothing but being great or getting great. If my jump shot broke it, let me go get up in this gym. Yo, I'm getting paid $47 million. I ain't, I ain't got no time to play with it. Ain't nobody making that. Like, basketball players are a special group of people. You know, athletes are a special group of people. And just to be able to do what you love and get paid that way. And it's not all about the money. Because like I said, they 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 love the game and they sacrifice being away from their family, you know, having to, you know, condition their body year-round, make sure they're in tip-top shape year-round. But, man, it's, that's the – they were gifted. And, you know, this is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing for us all to have jobs and, and be able to do what we're doing. But, man, just to be able to do what they're doing and make millions. We over here with jobs we hate, can't stand these fucking jobs. And we ain't making nowhere near. We making five minutes worth of money that they make. And we do this stuff, you know. But, again, we're going to just have to see, man. We're just going to see what happens. Hopefully a change is made, a good change. Um, It can help us trend in the right direction. Hopefully with AD come back also, he comes back better. Slimmed down a little bit. Um, they got a few rumors going out there, talking about trades. I don't believe anything right now. I don't. I just don't. So we'll see, man. Um, 
we got a road trip. The Grammy road trip is coming up. I believe we got like six games straight on the road. The next game against the Orlando Magic. I hope, <laughs> I hope we get this win. Hopefully we come back on from this road trip at least, at very least, I believe it's six games, at very least three and three, at the least, 500. At least, man, but, ah, man, I don't know this team. Fuck, man. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Lake Run Podcast. Make sure y'all go ahead and follow me on all of my social media platforms. I didn't even say that. If you got to the end of this podcast and you listen to this part, you're a real one. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in, for real, for real. And uh, make sure you guys follow me on all of my social media platforms, um, Twitter at R-A-E underscore G33. And on Instagram, at Podcast, and that's at Lincoln.